Hello to all. Welcome to Books and Us, the podcast about learning, about new ideas, and getting inspiration from books. I'm Ranjit Mohanga, and as you know, every week I take up books in the non-fiction category, from which we can get a wealth of knowledge and information. The interviews conducted on this podcast are also available on the news website www.globalbihari.com. So if you want to read about them. just go to the website and search under my name or the column which is called literary speaking the biggest lesson is that let's focus on living our lives in association with each other in communities giving a beautiful space to each other watching each other's back holding each other's hands uh, making each other happy and these these lessons have been taught to us since our childhood this we have been talking about enough but are we practicing that are we going along with that welcome to episode 8 of podcast books and us listeners how many of you really remember what it was like during the pandemic which was just 2 or 3 years ago in 2020 the corona virus had spread across the world and caused such devastation during those tough times i remember thinking when will it ever end and how will we come out on the other side and thankfully we are here and slowly those frightening times are becoming a distant memory maybe it's time now to revisit that time and understand what were the lessons that we really learned are we even following them or have we like typical human behavior forgotten them and are carrying on with our lives to discuss this important topic with us today we have with us professor vinay sharma who is professor at the iit roorkee professor vinay sharma is also the co-author of the book stop predicting revisit life lessons from covid-19 professor sharma welcome to the podcast thank you just to give you a background uh, of professor sharma he is a professor at the indian institute of technology roorkee's department of management studies where he has been since 2008 in various positions He has also been a joint professor in the Department of Design at the same IIT. Besides being an author, he has written many research papers on different socio-economic aspects, spirituality and management, rural markets as well as ecology and the environment. Professor Sharma, let me first ask you, what in your words uh, is the book all about? Well, uh, this is about actually strengths as well as vulnerabilities. You see, if you will look at it, and I have. Uh, slightly written about it as well. That uh, an enemy, a smart enemy, is watching us since a long time. Hopefully, because he uh, it it couldn't have prepared so easily in short a span of time. And this virus, an enemy, was watching us, and it watched all our vulnerabilities. How we have entered into an a never ending race of growth which is good but then it was watching us how we are entangled into the situation what we have done to our society communities what we have done to our structures what kind of pollution situation we are passing through and and this is all man made so this was watching us and it actually hit our vulnerabilities so it froze us we were frightened we did not know we were not prepared it knew that probably on this account we were we were not prepared and 
the time we would be spending to actually analyze its capabilities would would be required in due course of time that kind of a time so uh, everything was sort of when i look at it with the perspective of someone who was imagining this situation then i realized that this person was calculating time also and then i'm just giving it a human structure although it's a virus but but still you know just to imagine that it very well understood our social structures it very well understood our policy structures it very well understood our medical preparation it very well understood our carelessness it very well understood how keenly we would uh, you know somehow come to support uh, to each other or or not probably mm-hmm. and uh, somehow it was playing with us so this book talks about vulnerabilities and strengths with different accounts basically you know how we went forward uh, what was everyone doing how warriors were doing how they were being supported how everyone passed through this phase and uh, it it's a phrase now more or less that uh people uh, you know lost account of time and uh, what they would do in future uh, somehow everyone was touched by it and it it was a devastation basically i i presume that uh, fortunately there would have been families which would uh, who wouldn't have been touched by it at all but more or less almost every family uh, somewhere somehow got touched by it then there is another very interesting thing which we realize and we we have suggested that in this book is that the word positive lost it its connotation positive became a frightening word actually mm-hmm. earlier being positive or positive meant something now mm-hmm. this these two years positive has changed its connotation completely this lockdown was uh, i think at least i heard this for the first time yes. we humans have been locked down within yes. our confines a mass containment that was unheard of unprecedented this virus changed our vocabulary as well it changed our understanding about each other it changed our, uh, our understanding about our confidence we were having in terms of linear progression and linear growth it changed our understanding about modeling which we had no model nothing at all in this world which we had generated in due course of time came to our rescue we we did not know what to do Mm-hmm. and and uh, i uh, belong to the field of strategy marketing and management so we have been talking about different kinds of models all through but mm-hmm. that time we did not have much to tell to our students except for telling them that after this will go then these kind of models would be useful yeah that's why i guess yeah. the name of the book stop predicting because exactly. you couldn't predict anything right yeah yes yes so and then that is an experience which we shared with each other, uh, all the authors when we used to talk so we used to discuss these kind of things you know this was an anguish that uh, how things would be uh, in in due course of time mm-hmm. when would it go what different organizations are telling us what uh, health organizations are saying what ministries are saying what experts are saying what virologists are saying what happened we tried to suggest why it would have happened but ultimately we realized that it was an enemy which was very strong which pinned us down knew our vulnerabilities which we uh, did not know at all or we would have forgotten those mm-hmm. and then it made us realize that this is actually human race is and this is your strength if you will keep up to these strengths then things might change for a very longer time so and then that is what we wanted to account uh, as far as this book goes 
Okay, uh, the book itself is written by three other authors, Himanshu Shekhar Mishra, senior editor with NDTV, Dr. Rabindranath Bhattacharya, professor of political science, University of Bardwan, and Sanjeev Kumar Mahajan, professor of public administration at Himachal Pradesh University, Shimla. The book has several perspectives, right? Uh, the legal framework, the, you know, health communication, large-scale emergencies, agriculture, food security, migrants' issue, people's response. So what do you think were the lessons or would you rather look at the larger lessons about life? We belong to different fields mm -hmm. and we have different areas of interest and definitely we were putting that angle with a common core and we wanted to put a picture in front of the readers with reference to those understandings which we have been dwelling upon. Okay. And why... Uh, suggesting that we wanted to identify strengths and vulnerabilities with those uh, within those uh, areas of expertise. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, if you would uh, realize that the placement of chapters is also like that, mm -hmm. uh, we start with expect everything it's war. So, mm -hmm. so we wanted to focus upon that while we are uh, we we, we uh, so much cannot uh, you know predict, we must stop predicting and live life. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other side, we must expect everything because war is going on. Because mm -hmm. uh, until unless we pass through this war successfully, we might not be able to even rejuvenate things, basically. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that. So that is how we started. And then uh, Professor Mahajan talked about Indian federalism because somehow everything uh, had to be uh, you know, done between the central government and the state governments and implementation had to be done at the state levels and uh, somehow, so he was looking at this kind of a picture from both the ends. His area of interest definitely matches that and he was uh, taking interest in that and he was putting up a picture how things should go around and how this, uh, you know, uh, coherence would bring larger results which is the call of the day. So uh, that is what he talked about and then uh, when we are talking of this kind of a correlation, then I pitched in with the perspective of leadership. And I, when I was talking about leadership, I realized that leadership at the larger level, leadership at the uh, you know uh, state level, leadership at the national level, then I realized that leadership is being exemplified almost uh, at almost every level. Even at uh, in my institution, the leadership was focusing upon how to run this institution best without the students on campus. And we had so many practical questions associated with that, that how would we be running labs virtually, how we would be delivering virtually, and how would uh, we try to not to uh, cut off the time of students and waste their time so, so, so much so that that portion should not be eliminated from their lives. So our leadership was focused upon that and, uh, you know, somehow, so leadership at every level came uh, into my view when I was thinking in terms of uh, leadership at the health level, scientific level, people are trying to find the solution to, as far as this problem goes, uh, vaccines have been developed and they were working upon that and they had a time constraint, they were highly pressurized on that. Uh, police leadership had to maintain law and order despite of the fact that uh, everything was going heavy. So they had to maintain law and order also. They had to uh, keep up the pace of whatever is going on. Uh, so this is uh, then defense forces. They, they were had, uh, you know, they had different kinds of questions. Uh, soldiers also are vulnerable as far as virus goes. 
so every you know at at very uh, confined level also at a very larger level also leadership questions were there and coherence of all the leadership spheres were also there then communication perspective himanshu ji talked about that how you know communication has to be streamlined and and he talks about communication crisis and you know, what should be the models of communication within people and from uh, you know the world to the people and so on so uh, you see he he talks about uh, uh, what as a journalist he faced how he brought things in front of the people because the account has to be brought in front of the people and uh, media became a very important means of reaching to the people uh, by everyone by whosoever wanted to address people on being careful or whatever development is being done on uh, giving them respite and so on so uh, journalism played a very important role there and but how to do that effectively then he talks about you know uh, crematoriums what is happening over there because that that was a devastating site and uh, lack of oxygen has uh, been referred uh, to in his uh, chapter effectively and then protocols of communication he uh, assumed what should be the protocol of communication then mm-hmm. agriculture and food security came in a very important kind of a thing and uh, he talks about you know how what happened in spanish flu times in 1918 and what is happening now basically what kind of a difference uh, it makes when you have food security and we commended that in our uh, you know chapter and himanshu ji mm. specifically wrote about that india because it was having food security could pass through several kinds of things on the basis of that otherwise it would have been much much difficult and he quotes mahatma gandhi effectively there uh, you know uh, when when i was talking about leadership i definitely talked about an ideal state and uh, i i also referred to mahatma gandhi in terms of ideal state i mm-hmm. i quoted it as ram rajya yes. wherein how you know ideal state can function in coherence when 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 everyone knows and understands his duty or her duty and you see that that came to front uh, came to fore actually when we were uh, uh, passing through this phase everyone uh, beautifully very responsibility uh, responsibly played their role and came up uh, by executing their duties so well so uh, what uh, would you say were the large, the specific lessons we need to learn from the covid 19 uh, yeah there there are uh, two three uh, you know lines which i uh, would like to uh, recite mm-hmm. before i elaborate upon as far as the lessons which we have learned in, in due course of time and uh, i wrote these uh, you know mm-hmm. few lines so uh, when uh, you know mm, we started focusing upon uh, why we are saying stop predicting so we realized that time actually gives us several lessons it it never waits for us to absorb those lessons it is our duty to focus upon that it is our duty to think about those so a uh, few lines came to my mind is ke mere waqt ko waqt mile hi mile mere liye ye hamari koi manzoori to nahi वक्त से वक्त को चुराकर थोड़ा समय जी लूंगा ये हो सकता है वक्त मुझे उस चोरी की सजा ना दे ये जरूरी तो नहीं एक दफा मैं उसकी परवाह ना करके भी देखूं कि वक्त मुझसे थोड़ा वक्त तो मांगे उसके आगे निकलकर लौट के आऊंगा जरूर मगर ये मेरी मजबूरी तो नहीं तो सम हाउ यू नो देर आर सेवरल एस्पेक्ट टू इट एंड देन आई रियलाइज आफ्टर फ्यू डेज 
कि आई शुड हैव बीन टॉकिंग टू सो मेनी पीपल हैव बीन सेइंग सो मेनी थिंग्स व्हिच आई डिड नॉट से एंड देन यू नो व्हाट टू से व्हाट नॉट टू से एंड एंड फ्यू लाइंस केम टू माय माइंड एंड एंड यू सी दीस दीस आर द डायलेमास व्हिच ऑल ऑफ अस वर पासिंग थ्रू इन ड्यू कोर्स ऑफ टाइम व्हेन आई व्हेन आई हर्ड ऑफ यू नो दैट माय माय मदर इज यू नो फेलिंग हर हेल्थ इट वाज 10 मंथ्स आई कुडंट सी हर so i uh, one fine morning i was taking online class and uh, i just uh, you know uh, started uh, i went off and uh, dr- drove alone to uh, lucknow from this place mm-hmm. and uh, drove continuously for 10 hours without breaking the journey anywhere because i never wanted to board off the vehicle anywhere and straight away reached to her uh, and then i was wearing a mask and then she said ki put off this mask i said covid is all all over there boli it doesn't matters uh, i just wanted wanted to see you so those kind of experiences uh, then uh, you know made me write ki kahu ki na kahu sawal hi galat hai kya kahu kyon kahu malal hi galat hai waqt thehrta thoda sa to main bhi intezar kar leta wo guzar jayega aur main rahunga yahi ye khayal hi galat hai as far as the biggest lesson is that we must live our lives and then somehow you know this came to my mind is khushi se khushi ko mang kar to dekho badi khushiyan hai हर खुशी के पास ये छोटी छोटी सी दीवारें गुरूर वहम की लांग कर तो देखो बड़ी जिंदगी है उधर जिंदगी के पास लाइफ एट दैट टाइम टॉट अस दीज थिंग्स टू गेट ओवर दीज एग्जैक्टली थिंग्स एग्जैक्टली द बिगेस्ट लेसन इज दैट समहाउ इफ यू विल यू नो मी एंड यू बोथ ऑफ अस वी स्टार्ट वंडरिंग ऑन दैट हाउ डिड वी स्पेंड लास्ट 15 20 इयर्स ऑफ आवर लाइव्स वी वुड हैव सो मच टू से अबाउट एज़ फार एज़ यू नो professional understanding as well as uh, these several kinds of experiences and what mm-hmm. how many people we met and, and several kinds of achievements which mm-hmm. uh, you know people make but then living life if, if someone talks about you know how did you live your life then what would we say how we would summarize and that question is very perplexing so that is why you know uh, we we have been predicting we have been focusing upon models we have been following those models uh, we have been growing and uh, it's it's a very good brilliant growth story and we are also part of that story but have we lived our life and this brought us to abrupt stop we stopped predicting and then we started thinking in terms of living our life so biggest lesson is that let's focus on living our lives in association with each other in communities giving a beautiful space to each other uh, watching each other's back uh, holding each other's hands uh, making each other happy you see uh, that is a very big deal and as faint told me once uh, i said that you spend so many years in himalayas uh, away from your home uh, how could you do that so he said ki i had few other uh, you know fellow saints who were staying nearby in different smaller huts he said we used to make each other laugh at least 10 15 minutes a day and that that uh, that was enough so i suddenly realized that uh, are we doing that are we making each other laugh even for 10 minutes uh, in whole of the day we meet so many people uh, are we making them laugh making them happy about anything basically uh, complimenting them and these these lessons have been taught to us since our childhood this we have been talking about enough but are we practicing that are we going along with that so this is the larger lesson and then there are several lessons which we learned around and as i was saying that uh, those are uh, through the different domains which we were representing so uh, you know uh, 
professor mahajan talks about in chapter 8 uh, you know unpredictable lives and livelihood perspective so how we can assure a, a sustainable livelihood for everyone it's not that uh, you know uh, there should be a linear growth in every uh, every sphere but a comfortable sustainable livelihood with the perspective of people feeling free uh, happy about whatever they are doing with with a sustained kind of an output Mm-hmm. and uh, those those kind of discussions i talked about education for education you see mm-hmm. in due course of time we have converted education as a mode of achieving a profession mm-hmm. for a linear growth mm-hmm. strongly associated with the salary output mm-hmm. but then uh, you see are we focusing upon what education actually meant for and mm-hmm. education actually meant for contributing in this world meaningfully for the happiness and betterment of others and they would do that for us and that is how we would live together happily in due course of time yeah that also goes with your earlier uh, uh, the lesson you have talked about uh, that our society thinks about linear growth and linear development that and even education yeah. is like that that you have a profession you earn a fixed salary you become a consumer but uh, yes. in the book you have said in education also in our profession and the larger life outlook also should be that we shouldn't be looking so linearly maybe we have larger goals rather than the goals uh, you know which we have been used to exactly exactly because because you see once you ask someone that how would you uh, how would you summarize your life mm-hmm. uh, i was uh, talking to a group of ceos once and uh, i was uh, asking them for example at this end of your life when you uh, have been leading organizations so uh, how would you like to summarize so i gave them a brief exercise i said i give you 30 seconds write five words which summarize your life and if you want to complement that write one sentence it's not that easy and uh, one or two could write few things basically but but everyone was perplexed on how to summarize whole of the life in five words and one sentence and uh, this lesson i learned from my parents actually once i asked this question to my father and mother and i said how would you summarize your life so my mother said that i uh, performed almost 3 lakh surgeries without any failure in my life and uh, yeah. i uh, you know i happened to by god's grace i happened to save so many lives and this mm-hmm. is my life and i raised uh, two sons like you and then my father i said how would you try to summarize he said i worked relentlessly for taking healthcare to the poor and uh, these many people i could touch upon mm-hmm. in my whole of life relentlessly mm-hmm. regardless of what disease and what Uh, you know personal problems i faced as far as he he had uh, a difficult time as far as health goes for quite some years so he said despite of that i did not stop and i kept on going and because that was my duty i performed that mm-hmm. and this is how i summarize my life so that was one sentence five words and i realized that you know there are several people who can do that mm-hmm. but there are several people who won't be able to do that so that that is the perspective on as far as you know the whole situation goes that if you summarize that this is what i did for others mm-hmm. and if someone summarizes that wherein i am included as a subject that this is what mm-hmm. has been done for me that makes sense basically you know we live for each other mm-hmm. we have come because of each other for each other and we live for each other and that is these are the lessons which we talked about and uh, then we sort of took those lessons towards functional aspects also for mm-hmm. example Uh, you know rabindra talks about 
you know, migrant workers and food security and what else can be done there as far as uh, the progression goes, where we should stand in those kind of terms. Uh, you know, Himanshuji talks about how agriculture was a beacon of hope and is a beacon of hope. Professor Sanjeev Mahajan talks about how state states should function and more, uh, you know, situations can be thought of and better uh, things can be brought up on board. When I was talking of leadership and uh, education as my personal domain, so leadership, uh, I teach also and, and I discuss also in different classes. So I started practically taking things into account when I, I now I refer to leadership, I take things uh, into account, which I learned and which I projected in this book. I also uh, take part in different kinds of uh, educational system augmentation or development on uh, structural development as far as education systems go. And uh, even uh, as an exercise, when we, uh, you know, revisit our syllabi, there also when I take part, I start focusing upon this perspective, which I tried to project in uh, this chapter, that education is there to bring education on board. And thankfully, new education policy is talking about that. It's a wonderful step. So that is how, you know, these lessons, they have come up. How uh, things have to be collated with each other, how integration has to be brought on board. So that kind of a thing. Uh, for example, Himanshu Ji has been very vocal in talking about, uh, you know, a code of conduct in terms of as far as the communication goes and, you know, protocols. And uh, he even talks about uh, disaster code of conduct, which has been talked about in uh, definite spheres uh, as far as uh, government is working very hard on that. So, uh, you know, disaster communication. Uh, so those kind of things we have, we are focusing upon and we are very uh, strongly, you know, projecting those as uh, future part of our general sphere. But then that has to be, that is, that is a response kind of a function. But uh, then we also wanted to talk about that this should be somehow, uh, you know, subject to if required. We should start eliminating the requirement of all these kind of things, mm -hmm. somehow revisiting everything. Mm -hmm. And that was a practical lesson we learned, all of us. It was an abrupt stop. And then uh, data also says, Phil, data says that pollution levels, they fell down, not required, not so much required transportation, you know, it got down mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Unrequired tourism also got down. Mm -hmm. There, there, there was a time when we, uh, when people started saying that I could see a clear sky, I could see water getting rejuvenated. Uh, uh, from the IIT side, I have been very fortunate to work with several kinds of projects, and uh, one of the projects was uh, Ganga River Basin Environment Management Plan, uh, wherein I, I was a small part of it. So there we talked about so much in terms of how to rejuvenate our rivers, especially Gangaji, and uh, here we are. You see, when we stopped, things started rejuvenating by themselves in due course of time. So, so nature, nature was telling us uh, basically to stop where you are for uh, and take stock of what's happening. So, so uh, that is a brilliant lesson which we learned that uh, you know redundancies can be eliminated, things which are not so much required can be eliminated, and uh, that is how we should be looking at life basically. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you see, if you don't have to travel anywhere uh, for meeting people, talking to people. Why should we do that? And, and this is an important lesson we learned. Uh, then, uh, you know, uh, somehow rationalize everything, whatever we are doing. For example, uh, you know, when we talk of pollution, what are we doing about pollution? So we talk about it, but then are we adopting that in terms of our regular mm -hmm. habit uh, somehow? 
and we are motivating others to do that and if uh, and the most important people realize that you know what an individual can do but it is not a matter of individual if everyone starts doing it together and that is the biggest lesson which covid 19 told us that if you all together do something that would be extremely effective mm-hmm. so don't go in a sequence don't go one by one don't go as per requirement don't go as per privilege go all together at once for things and that is uh, precisely what we have learned uh, as far as this situation goes so sir it's been 2 years now uh, since the since the pandemic so do you see any evidence that people have learned this lessons are we following those lessons i would not say that we are not following that because the most important thing which i realize when i talk to people who were unfortunately you know uh, uh, who unfortunately got deeply affected by this uh, virus whose families suffered they suffered uh, in an economic fronts health fronts and they lost their loved ones those people they have deep scars and mm-hmm. they are definitely trying to you know uh, rejuvenate their lives while uh you know somehow looking at things with a very rational kind of perspective because they they lost so much mm-hmm. and because all of us were somehow touched to a degree mm-hmm. so uh, the degree of that sensitivity somehow is differentiated mm-hmm. and some of us because we were talking about that everything when gets rejuvenated then we will do this we will do that so we started focusing upon that kind of a sphere which we were waiting for so for example people started talking in that tourism flared because everyone wanted uh, to get out somehow yeah revenge but, tourism it was called revenge tourism but but then i realized that no it shouldn't have been the narrative we have to change the narrative that if i am affected to certain degree and someone else is affected to a greater degree i should be sensitive to both the degrees equally and all of us should change the narrative of as as far as uh, you know rejuvenating situations with a new learning rather than forgetting it and going ahead with a greater speed that should not be generated to me you see i am i'm a business professor i understand meaning of growth very well mm-hmm. and and i know that uh, how growth and the distribution of growth differentiates itself i always try to put this in front of people that uh, somehow uh, growth actually means when everyone rises up and sustainability is there so if we somehow change the narrative towards that if we uh, somehow change the measurement criteria which we are trying to follow i'm not saying that every everything should be changed overnight and we should change looking at gdp or growth perspective with a different kind of a perspective overnight but we can definitely revisit the measurement criteria we can definitely change the narrative around measurement criteria and to start with we should first change the narrative then the narrative around measurement criteria which we are trying to follow and then the measurement criteria itself and then the lives so this can be done in a sequential manner very uh, not not uh, in a very short of uh, short span of time but let's say uh, in few years when the next generation would uh, have happy fruits around uh, whatever we would have done for them in due course of time that, that is an important thing because if we will keep on following this uh, numerical Uh, narrative basically what what should i say i and it's not in negative form growth is a very important thing but uh, in, if we follow this numerical and scale based kind of a growth perspective 
or let's say ranking based kind of a growth perspective uh, richest man poorest man uh, richest country poorest country uh, somehow if we keep on following this these kind of scales then it would be difficult for us to get out of a race and stop and relax and you know bring equity to as far as the distribution goes so that is how we have to visit things in a different kind of a manner in terms of uh, people's uh, economic conditions uh, what do you think were the lessons because you know uh, many people lost their livelihood offices shut down for a long time people started working from home people whose family members were stricken with uh, covid you know they lost all their savings so what would you say is the biggest lesson and that how can people prepare for an eventuality eventuality like that because that is where i think it hits the hardest uh, you see uh, there are two three things which i uh, think we should we have been talking about we are working upon that mm-hmm. uh, and then i would say that india is one of those countries which is very very sensitive about its population mm-hmm. and uh, i am very proud of india mm-hmm. uh, fortunately i have visited around the world and uh, i realized that we indians are very fortunate to be indians basically i'm very happy to be an indian so uh but again we have to be uh, very strong in terms of you know taking these things further which are definitely on their way mm-hmm. and and uh, it's a very strong support which uh, you know government is also uh, providing to the people and so on for example this self employment thing mm-hmm. make in india thing mm-hmm. uh, you know msme focus on msme these are very very important steps which would definitely uh, you know bring many people out of Uh, the dependency on migration based employment mm. and then wherever the the workforce should go those people also would be thinking in terms of spreading their production or you know, you know value chains so that they can uh, take the advantage of the skills wherever they are so today we must develop or revisit the systems wherein uh, you know uh, migration should not be there at large and people should get larger employment opportunities where they wherever they are in terms of self employment or employment otherwise because the hardest uh, part was that so many people they lost their employment in due course of time then there is social security uh, our insurance system is working very well government uh, as i said that we have talked about agriculture as a beacon of hope so uh, india was highly sustainable in terms of as far as food security goes but then uh, but then you see somehow uh, further social security mm-hmm. uh, wherein we can support people who are more vulnerable in terms of health in terms of education in terms of food security uh, which is definitely at the brighter side much brighter side and then in terms of as far as not Uh, requiring you know uh, to to uh, migrate uh, somehow from their confines or wherever they you know they they love to stay their homes basically they, you know in their own areas in in beautiful parts of himalayas if they belong to that side if in southern parts of india india is a beautiful country so because uh, as an academician along with my uh, you know uh, great colleagues i have been uh, fortunate enough to uh, do several projects in villages in himalayas wherein we went for uh, developing low cost energy uh, through forest bio residue based mm. and uh, that 
definitely uh, has a potential to contribute into energy sustainability at the household level. Now, if you have sustainable energy source at the household level, which doesn't cost you anything, then uh, if you try to uh, you know go around that, uh, your cost of living would be much lesser. Then yeah. there would be other things to worry about, but not sustaining your lives as far as at your uh, you know uh, in your own villages go, and and that can generate livelihood uh, also for you because that you can sell also to someone, and then that. The proceeds can help you in sustaining your life in different matters. Today, we are a very well connected country with the help of, you know, a lot of uh, flow of in terms of internet technologies go. So uh, through that, we can focus upon, uh, you know, developing an educational sphere for everyone. For example, if I'm talking to someone that can be heard by anyone, and that is what National Portal for Technology Enabled Learning and Swayam, they have done. It's the largest portal in this world at this moment when education is being floated at that level. So that can be percolated further. And then uh, there are several uh, you know, facilities which can uh, you know, you know, pass on through the uh, uh, you know, deepest part of the country uh, as far as healthcare goes, as far as, you know, uh, telemedicine systems go and so on. So these kind of things definitely uh, can be brought in uh, to further, uh, you know, strengthen the system. I would be most happy individually, and this is very personal thought of mine as an academician and uh, as per my understanding of how things should be, that if somehow I have a freedom of staying wherever I wish to, especially people love to stay near their homes. That is that is everyone's desire. So if I have that kind of a freedom mm -hmm. and to earn a respectable living around that and live my ha life happily near to my near and dear ones, mm -hmm. that would be the best part if we can achieve that. And that is a dream which must come true. And I hope so. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, the way you've put it, that if you supply everything to people wherever they are, uh, you know, uh, near their homes, then they won't have to migrate. But of course, uh, there is a larger, uh, you know, issue of people's aspirations. When they see large cities uh, with so much uh, infrastructure, they just want to migrate. And so that's that's what you were saying earlier, that one must reevaluate one's life and, uh, you know, see that uh, what is it that we want to sum up our life into and reevaluate uh, our trajectory. Exactly. And then that, that somehow can be done if we try to project an overall experience in front of people. You see, it's such an uh, important kind of a research which has been conducted by several uh, psychologists and economists uh, around the world. And I quote uh, Daniel Kahneman here, who has written a specific chapter on his uh, on this subject in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, wherein, wherein he talks about that humans, they remember peaks of pain and pleasure. And then they create memories around that, those memories. But actually, life is not just the peak memories. Life is the totality of experiences we have had. So we must try to develop this feeling, uh, this thinking uh, in our younger generation that you should think uh, about life as a totality of uh, you know, experiences you would have. So try to focus upon the experiences rather than uh, aspirational peaks. If in totality you would look at life, you would realize that you have got much as compared to those peaks which you would struggle for. Mm -hmm. So that is what 
uh, you know we, we we have to think about as far as the whole scenario goes so uh, to sum up uh, what do you think are the important aspects uh, which we as citizens need to imbibe so that the lessons of covid are not uh, forgotten uh, there are very important things and this is a very important question and, and uh, we should celebrate our corona war, uh, warriors first of all every uh, in, in at regular intervals we should have methods and processes uh, to celebrate their sacrifices to celebrate their you know uh, contribution uh, to to support uh, you know th- that situation which we fought through for example every child in this country should know the names of those important scientists doctors uh, police officers defense personnel ambulance drivers hospital staff largely where whatever we can manage to celebrate their contribution because their sacrifice their strength would bring in uh, you know the remembrance of that this is how we came out of and uh, we should not let their sacrifices get wasted that is one part the second part is we should always talk to each other and uh, while telling each other that forget the pain which we have gone through but then let's remember those lessons and let's follow those lessons let's follow the uh, you know life with a resilient kind of a perspective looking you know stopping or or slowing down and then start focusing upon that these are the priorities this is how i should be going uh, towards life and this is how i should be thinking in terms of building the communities all together where i belong to this is how i should be making people happy we should make these two three things a mission of our life whatever we are doing whatever professions we belong to and then start focusing upon what better aspects can be brought to daily lives through our functional knowledge as well mm-hmm. how to uh, reconstruct things for making people's lives better for example when someone asks me uh, especially now that what is your uh, you know uh, main domain and what you want to do in life i i always try to focus upon three keywords which i wish to focus upon uh, hopefully uh, god willing jal jangal himalay so uh-huh. whatever projects which i am trying to pursue with my friends and colleagues here are focused upon jal jangal himalay mm-hmm. and the people there so uh, somehow if i would be able to make contribution to make their lives better as uh, wherever they are then uh, i would feel that somehow you know i i have contributed as an academician i always try to motivate my students also to start thinking that way somehow uh, to develop that kind of a contribution and and make uh, uh, you know boost the resilience of communities of people so that if they have to face such a event again that they are more uh, they are more resilient and they are able to do it properly exactly yeah. exactly because strength uh, comes from uh, our roots uh, our confidence that we are having you know uh, a social security uh, and we are amongst our people and our communities are strong so we are we are uh, living in a self sustained manner if that can be brought up then that confidence level would definitely become uh, you know uh, a benchmark in terms of as far as de- building up that resilience uh, as far as uh, you know the whole situation goes well on that enlightening note i would like to say thank you for such a candid conversation on the lessons of covid 
and uh, you know how we can live life here on so thank you again professor sharma thank you for joining me thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure talking to you thank you well listeners i would like to hear what you all think about were the lessons from covid 19 uh what all you learned from the covid 19 experience and how would you like to live uh from here on so that if we ever face that situation again uh, we would be better prepared and if you have any author in mind you would like to put me in touch with please write to me at podcast@raymondproductions.org that is r a m o n p r o d u c t i o n s .org So that's all for today listeners hope you keep listening thank you goodbye and take care